Welcome to Conversations with Moon Body Soul. Today, my special guest is my very special best friend forever, Alice Zarka. Welcome to the show. Greetings. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and salutations. So good to be here in this red robed room with you. It looks so good. Thank you. Seriously. It's our cozy little womb room. I love it. Very cozy. <laughs> All the vibes. So I was actually hanging out with Alice the day that Bentley texted me and was like, don't freak out, but I took everything out of the closet and we're turning into a podcast space. I mean, it looks amazing. Do you remember Seriously. that though? I was sending you photos? I do. I you was just like, had okay. all of our clothes out of the closet just piled and I was like, what am I going home to? It's no. like, it's so cool. It's like hard to remember it as your closet. It's For real. such a podcast studio now. Yes. Thank you, Bentley. <laughs> Thank you, Bentley. So if you guys do not know Alice Zarka, let me just give her a little bit of an introduction and a little bit of our background as friends. Um, we met the very first day I was moving into my dorm at college. She was sitting on my couch already. Hello. <laughs> we were not roommates, but Welcome she to your was. Home. Yes. I thought she maybe was my roommate, but I found out she was not. She was friends with my roommate, Danielle. And that's how we very first met, like right when I walked into the University of Kansas on the very first day. That's I mean, talk about crazy moments. Freshman year of college, it's like there's no better time to meet someone. I feel like you're yeah. just going through such a, I don't know, interesting time. Everyone is. Yeah. Like so that was 2008, August of 2008. And then we were like acquaintances, I would say. You were in our dorm a lot. But we weren't <laughs> that close of friends. And then... Fast forward to like our senior year. I think that's when we like rekindled. Yeah. Toward the end of college for sure. And yeah. then the some, like the summer after graduation. Is oh, when yeah. After graduation really close. is yeah. when I was like, yeah. But we both went to the School of Journalism. We had classes together. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we didn't sit together. No. That's <laughs> Which is so crazy. strange. It really though. is. Timing is just all of it. I think. So strange. Yeah. yeah, we worked at like similar bars, but not the same bars as bartenders. <laughs> we have such like parallel similar lives. parallel Seriously. life paths. It's funny. So then fast forward to uh, the summer after graduating. Um, I went to Denver for an internship and then I moved back um, to Kansas City. And she mo also moved to Kansas City, but you lived in downtown Kansas City. And I lived in Overland Park. So we really weren't close. Those are quite far I mean I laugh now because LA like, <laughs> that would be like the next town over like very very close but yeah. um, it felt very very far I think it would take us like 20-30 minutes to get to each other's places yeah um, we both had our doggies so I have Roxy you have Layla and you had just gotten like Layla was a puppy yeah, yeah. she was a graduation gift so she was yeah. growing up that summer <laughs> so Layla is a black lab if you don't know her she went viral on him girl last night <laughs> No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. I just have you to throw that out there. <laughs> She's currently in physical therapy and Alice took the cutest video of her licking peanut butter off of a glass. Um, she's doing like a walking treadmill, like physical therapy for her ACL. And there's a video of her licking peanut butter off the glass. And I uploaded it to this app and it went viral. So she's got a lot of shout out. Now. I owe her a bone. I love it. <laughs> Fake She will points. be collecting on that. <laughs> But anyway, so you had Layla. I had Roxy. Um, that's when we first started doing yoga together. I taught you yoga in your I living room. It. So oh Alice didn't gosh. have any furniture yet. You yoga just had, studio. Yep. We just made it into a little yoga studio. Happy yoga. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Happy yoga. We decided we were going to start a company called Happy Yoga. We spent our Friday nights like writing business plans. Yeah, we did. <laughs> wow. This just goes to show like what you put energy into is what comes to fruition because I have a few things like that where I'm like, this is it. And then what was happy yoga? We never really completed no, it. It was 
We had good ideas. We did have really good ideas. We were very full of ideas. We're always full of ideas. The premise of happy yoga, though, is finding happiness through yoga, through connecting your body and your mind, which I think is obviously still something I'm passionate about. But yeah, the execution on it, we were just on our, like, yeah, we were just in Kansas right out of college. It was fun to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It had entertained us for sure. Yeah. So we had our little mini yoga studio in Alice's house for a while. And then, um, Man, what is the order of events? I guess I moved to San Diego. You were thinking of maybe moving with me, but you didn't know you were at an advertising agency at the time. I had a pretty good job. Yeah, I you had, had a like, great job. I really wanted to move after college, knew I kind of wanted to get out of the Midwest and then out of everywhere that I interviewed, ended up landing the best possible job opportunity in Kansas City. And so it was I I wanted to move when you moved, but Yeah, you worked at a to cool build. agency. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good job. Yeah. So she did the agency life. She decided, yeah, I'm going to stay here at least for a year, get some experience under my belt and then look for a job and move um, to San Diego also. And I remember you were the first person to say like, oh, my God, San Diego. And at the time I was not like (laughs) infatuated with San Diego. And then um, long story short, I ended up going to Coachella by myself and meeting a random French guy named Thomas. Such a long story short. (laughs) Yeah, this is such a long story short. Super nice uh, French guy that he asked me, are you going to San Diego on your trip? (laughs) And I was like, no, I'm just going to check out LA. And he said, you have to check out San Diego. All signs point south. Yeah. So I came to San Diego for a day and I was like, oh my God, I love it here. And I had like interviews and I taught a yoga class in LA, but I was like, no, I'm going to go to San Diego. And I made the decision just to move. And then I talked to my sister Allie into moving with me. And then Alice was maybe on the fence. And then, yeah, you wanted to focus on your agency job. And then um, you ended up moving to San Diego. But what was the timeline? Did you find a job first? I was, like, prepared to move without a job. Like, I gave my notice at work. I'd been applying like crazy. And I got a job, like, five days before I moved. So I was planning on being out here, this, like, free wild child. I don't know how that was going to work in hindsight. Like, I did not have anywhere near enough money saved. So landing a job (laughs) was absolutely necessary. But, yeah, it was, like, the week that I was packing up everything. Yeah, Landed a position, so... I landed a position like the first week I showed up, but I did not have a job either. Yeah. And I was like, I'm moving on this date in August when my lease is up. And that was like. All you can do is like the back work and yeah. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be ready to work. And So what was the job that you landed in San Diego? I was at a social media agency. So oh, yeah. stuck oh, with the God, agency life. Yeah, about that I one. didn't last there very long. The agency life was not necessarily I was for about me to in say that tower time boards, and space. But that wasn't yeah. it. Well, that's right. It was about six months after. So like my what I feel like was my intro to San Diego was really more being at Tower. Yeah. Yeah. So then she went and worked for Tower Paddleboards, which if you're not familiar, they're a paddleboard company. They were on Shark Tank, um, which is really cool. They had Mark Cuban, right, backing you guys. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was really fun. And for a while, it was a good time. I even wrote articles for Tower for a while when I was freelancing. I love it. I worked for Tower too, I guess. Our first journalism relationship. Yes. (laughs) So Alice was, yeah, in charge of like building their content. And I wrote articles for Tower. And then um, you stayed there and you did your teacher training while you were there. I did. Yeah. I did my my 200 hour training at Spirit Yoga. Yoga teacher training. Yeah. Yoga teacher training at Spirit Yoga, which is like one of the first places I came in San Diego and like fell in love and just really like gave me a fire under my practice Mm -hmm. again. And I 
really loved one of my teachers there. And so I decided to do the teacher training, not even knowing if I wanted to teach. Like I was really enjoying being at Tower and just being new to San Diego. And after teacher training, I got offered a teaching job. And so I said yes. And then very slowly, actually not that slowly, pretty quickly. It was like I was teaching full time the next day. Yeah. A year later, next thing I knew it. So I remember the very first class I came to take at Spirit of Yours, and I just bawled mm. and bawled and bawled. Because you're she, my teacher. I'm about to start crying <laughs> again. I was just like, she is so good. Like, you were just meant to do that. Mm. It was incredible. I'm going to cry again. <laughs> so I'm going to cry thinking about you leading me in oh. my apartment so long ago. Oh, I, I mean, those are... And then I remember the first time you called to tell me you were running your first retreat. I was on a rooftop party with Bentley at one of his like work functions and I bawled and bawled and he's like, are you? Okay? <laughs> I like, just so many emotions. I'm right. so proud of her. Mm. And I'm also just like, oh, like for a while that was what I wanted and then I didn't mm. pursue it at all. I moved out here. I was like, I'm going to do another teacher training because I did a very short one in Kansas. It was not a full one. And then it took me like four or five years to do a teacher training out here. So you became certified. You started teaching. You were teaching full time. You were leading retreats, and I was just like stunned. Like Holy me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but you were this. killing yeah. it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, straight up killing it. it so was a lot of momentum. How long did it take you to decide to teach full time? Like, how long were you doing both? Mm, not very long. It was like seven months. <laughs> wow. So I, I started at Tower. Let's see. I moved out here the summer of 2014. Started at Tower. This beginning of 20, 2015, did my teacher training that year. And then January 2016 is when I had enough classes and was planning a retreat. I also was doing some some freelance work on the side. So I did have that like little bit of a safety net, didn't transition to full-time right away. But yeah, I left full-time income after like seven months of teaching. <laughs> and then how many different studios were you teaching at and how many classes were you leading? I was at my max, like later that summer and then for about like a year after that, I was teaching at four studios around San Diego and teaching anywhere from like 15 to 22 classes a week. Wow. Yeah. That is 15 such a regular hustle. classes and then subbing. Like I was loving it though. It's like, yeah, I can pick that up. I'm in the, I was just in the flow. It was, wow. it felt great. It was, yeah, a really like fun time. So as I, so when I was teaching in Kansas, I think the most I led were two a week and then maybe picking up some here and there. But I was also a full-time student. And then when I started teaching again out here, like I do currently once a week and then a one-month workshop and holy cow, <laughs> it feels like a lot. Yeah. Like I cannot imagine the energy that you were expending yeah. 15 to 20. It's definitely, you just get into kind of a flow state, I think, with it when it when it's in alignment with kind of where you are in your life. Like I think it, it makes sense and like your your body feels good doing it and you're you're kind of living in it but yeah it's i mean looking back i'm teaching four classes a week right now and that feels like a lot because of the state of you know that i'm in right now so i think it's all about kind of the timing of life and like when i was doing that it was like everything and exactly what i wanted and it didn't feel like it felt like i was gaining energy from it and like every class would just kind of like pump me up for the next one yeah and yeah it was it was a lot, but it was rewarding for the first year or so of it. <laughs> yeah. And then you started leading international retreats. And this was a couple of years ago when you started leading your international retreats. Where was your first retreat? Machu Picchu. It was so good. It was about two years ago this April. Wow. So all of this has been very 
very quick. It's been in the last two years. Yeah, the first retreat was to Machu Picchu. And we had a group of, I think, like 14. And we did a five-day retreat in the Sacred Valley. And we're at this beautiful retreat center. We did the horseback riding, went to the Incan markets, and then kind of rested up, lots of restorative practices. And then we did the four-day trek to Machu Picchu, hiked. I think it was almost 50 miles in those four days, like 46 miles or something like that. It was it was so transformational for everyone. No one on the retreat had done anything like that before, like any overnight trekking, and no one had been to the country. It was really, really special. So maybe I'm going to interrupt Alice here and just let you guys know that this is a true Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. This is my friend who will open her phone and just casually her bucket list of like a million countries is just on her notes, just right in front of us. You... So what was really shocking to me, too, which leads me to my next um, thing. After the retreat was over, you spent some more time there. And what did you do after leading? I went hiking. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do, though? <laughs> Rainbow Mountain? Yeah. Yeah. Rainbow Mountain. It's like, I mean, 17,000 feet. It is insane. And like being, I don't know, I feel like I... I don't know if I could do it twice. It was the hardest thing you mentally go on my literally body. Literally on the side of the mountain, didn't you? Like in the tent? Was that that trip? We didn't. You can't camp at Rainbow Mountain. Okay. What was the one that you were on a tent on the side of a mountain? Oh, that was also in Peru. Gosh, we did so much. Yeah, that was such an like, action pack. Okay, so this was uh, we went to the um, Adventure Suites. It's like a pod, like a see-through pod. Um, that you is like lodged on the side of a mountain. You're 1,300 feet up. You have to rock climb to your hotel room. And I was freaking out. It was honestly yeah. a really uh, scary experience for me. I didn't realize I was afraid of heights until I was rock climbing to my hotel room and had like a 100 degree fever. But it was so cool. Like bucket list experience for sure. Okay, that's what I thought. And you did that yeah. after the retreat, right? That was the day after the retreat. Yeah. That's what I <laughs> and then three like, days later was Rainbow shit. Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Didn't give my body much time to take a break there. No, you're full force. physical, but that was, it was awesome. That was the most physical trip I've ever been on, and it was just like, yeah, lit me up. And then you came down the mountain and you took a yoga class at. A, I just remember I'm like reliving just from knowing your trip. Ooh, you took I a yoga it. class at what studio? Like I just remember seeing your. It's photos. called the Yoga Room in Cusco. It's so cute, super cute. They have like local artisans kind of sell their jewelry and different things in the front too, and then they have a little cafe and. Super good yoga. Been recommended by a few people. Do we want to go spot. through all your retreats? Because this is fun. What was your next one? I'll relive them. Okay. <laughs> what was your next one? Next was Iceland. So my partner at the time, we kind of decided to really focus our retreats on like bucket list style experiences and combine this idea of getting away to work on your yoga practice and your self-development and um, combining it with experiences that are pretty once in a lifetime for most people. And so we decided to chase the Northern Lights in Iceland. And we saw them like four nights of the retreat. We got insanely lucky. It was just like everything was on our side. And it was, it was breathtaking. The Northern Lights are just, I mean. That is 100% on my mind. To be able list. to like bring people to an experience like that. And I don't know, sharing memories. It's just, you feel so bonded to the people that you experience it with. And same with, you know, Machu Picchu. It's the, the things that you're only going to do once and you're yeah. going to remember it for the rest of your life. I assisted on one yoga retreat in Bali. And yeah, it's true. And yeah. I can see why you would like want to keep like leading these retreats. It's such a cool experience. Oh, to, it's so cool. To be and somewhere mindfully traveling. Too. Yeah. That was the most mindful trip 
I yeah. took. Oh, definitely. Every, I mean, if it's a good retreat, it'll be very mindfully crafted and every single part of the experience and even the empty space is like very carefully constructed to, you know, really help people see the best of themselves and, and get back to that nurturing state. Yeah. It's the best way to travel. It really is. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds go so on all cheesy of the to say, but really like you become more at home in yourself when you're doing these things so far away. I feel like. Totally. And just. A whole different culture. Yeah. Just disconnected from the day to day in the best way possible and just really in a, a space that you can shift in any direction you need to. Just lots of space at retreats. Yeah. Space. Every single one of these retreats, I'm about to be like, that's the one I wish I went on the most. But <laughs> I know the next one you're about to say, I'm be like, and I wish I went to that one too. But Iceland, that was really, Iceland that was so is... hard to watch you go do that one without me. Yeah, it was, it was biggest crazy. Biggest FOMO ever. It was crazy. <laughs> we had an action-packed trip on that one too. Like we went snowmobiling on a glacier. We rode Icelandic horses, saw countless waterfalls, the geysers like shooting steam wow. on the air. It was it's a really special place. I remember landing in LA, coming back, and I was like, okay, I've touched down back on Earth. What was that? Because that was like another planet. It's just unreal. And then the beauty is, I don't really even like cold places, and I went in the winter, and it was just breathtaking every single moment. Wow. And then what was after Iceland? I feel like, did you do many, like, um, weekend retreats here in California. We did do a, a glamping those, retreat, or? yeah, in Santa Barbara, which was really cool. Did at the Dos Pueblos Orchid Farm. And it was like a glamping setup and had like an outdoor yoga deck. And it was a fun. Oh, yeah. We called it yoga camp. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you had little outdoor showers. <laughs> outdoor showers, yes. Scrubs, we had the Moon Body Soul. Moon yeah, body I soul. love it. I, I love that. it. Oh, everyone loved it, seriously. That was having that and then outdoor showers. Just are you kidding? Pure magic. That was another one. I was sad that I didn't get to come on. And then <laughs> after Iceland and glamping, where was the next one? Sri Lanka. Oh, my gosh. Mm, a year ago this week. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. I spent six weeks there. I I was so called to Sri Lanka for this. I, I, I don't know. It's just like unlike anything I've ever experienced. I just had to go there and decided to lead a retreat and shortly after kind of booking the details of the retreat feeling good about it I found I really started looking into another yoga teacher training and wanted to do my 300 hour and just expand my education and I found the most perfect program that lined up to be right before my retreat in Sri Lanka so I got to spend six weeks there and it was like the best state of mind I could have possibly been in to lead a retreat, just being in that environment for the, the six weeks leading up. Just... I remember trying to call and FaceTime you while you were there. It was very hard. But what I do remember, you were like, I haven't worn shoes. I didn't wear shoes. <laughs> You're like, I haven't worn shoes for four shoes. weeks. Like, I remember we finally talked. They kept getting ruined by rain. I would leave them out in the courtyard and then they'd get destroyed by like monsoon type rain. And then I was just like, all right, I don't wear shoes here. <laughs> oh, well, like, Go in the grocery store I without it. I don't wear shoes and the food is amazing. Like, they got Vegan buffets. All day. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you already mention, and maybe I wasn't listening, but where did you do your training at, if anyone wanted to know? Um, it's Exhale Yoga Retreats. And 10 for 10 would recommend. It was an amazing experience. Um, Matthew Baldron is the lead teacher on it, and his asana and pranayama and philosophy practice. He is truly a modern-day guru. I learned so much from him. The discipline that his style of teaching instilled at me was exactly what I needed and I still 
like carry a lot of the practices that we did daily and I oh still have God. them. Oh, I would do it again. I would do it again tomorrow. Like, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, it was also, I had a 50 hour yin training in it as well that was incorporated into the 300 hours. And Annie, um, she is just a light. She made me, she turned me on to Chinese um, medicine and TCM and learning about the meridian lines. And yeah, I feel like that is still a very big part of like my personal practice as well. Such a good experience. If you're looking for a 300 hour, yeah, you should definitely yeah. look into them. I'm like, so I, I like teach my one class a week now and I'm not wanting to expand that, but I want to just dive in deeper yeah. to a 300 hour for myself and for the one class I teach a week, but really for myself. Yeah. I want to keep going. I like a training a year would be ideal just for like me. Even just a week, two. you know, yeah. just like a 50 yeah. hour. Just I want to, yeah, learning is what, what lights me up. And I think that that's what keeps you authentic as a teacher too, mm -hmm. is when you're constantly evolving in your own practice and that's when you can really have more to share. So after Sri Lanka, so after your training, then you led a retreat yep. there. And how long was that retreat for? That one was a week. Yeah. So we'd had, I think the, the two prior were 10 days. And so this one was a week. We surf, went surfing, snorkeling, just the island life. Went to um, a local temple. And yeah, it's just a really special. That, that one was a lot more laid back than the, the two prior. We kind of gave guests a lot more time to relax and just soak just up the vibes. vibes yeah yeah after sri lanka am i gonna guess right greece 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 yep the greek island hopping wow that one was an adventure <laughs> relocated three times so this was a learning experience <laughs> this one was a learning experience yeah we'll put it in the books under a learning experience yeah i mean it, sounds it was a fun time though. yeah going the, three places but everyone had an amazing time but i was exhausted three different places yeah. is a lot of work it was exhausting as leaders and even i think like obviously our our participants knew what they were doing and they were appealed like it was appealing to go mm -hmm. to three islands in a week but it's exhausting on your body it's yeah. just like you needed some rest after it for sure. <laughs> I did. I needed about like six months of rest. <laughs> yeah. And you, I was so shocked. You called me and you were like, I'm making my flight earlier yeah. to come home from Greece. I and thought I, I do that. thought you lost your mind. I was like, Alice, what are you talking about? You it's not couldn't me. wait to Who go. Who is this? Who are you? And why are you coming back early? And I love you, Greece. It was the second time I've been yeah. there. I loved it, but I was just. You weren't sleeping. You weren't I eating. I wasn't sleeping or eating. Yeah. It's like when those vitals are thrown you off, it's so to hard to. And I knew I had a long journey home. And so it's just kind of like, I just, I better it. start it. Let's, I'm not getting more comfortable. It's, it's the only homesick experience I think I've ever had. And I was just, yeah, I think it was mostly just. Exhaustion. 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 And not having a whole lot of personal time in like the month leading up to the retreat. So I was just kind of in a very go, 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 and then straight into the retreat. Didn't give myself enough time to like recover from jet lag. And yeah, I felt it. I yeah. I was shocked myself by changing my flight. I almost didn't do it because I'm like, who am I? I can't, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just stay here, but. Well, Sri Lanka and um, Greece were in the same year. Like how really? close together were they? Mm, less than three months apart. That's crazy. We got back from, I got back from, my time in Sri Lanka, I think the first week of March. And then you were teaching full-time? I was teaching full-time. I had a house guest for a month. Oh, my God. I forgot And I went on a road that. trip all around California. I saw more of California than I'd oh seen in my four years so there. So another Sagittarius. Can we talk about your house guest for a month? Sure. <laughs> Speak. 
Speak so about Alice it. calls me from Sri Lanka. And, or no, when when did you tell me this? You told me at some point and I just... Sometime was, between Iceland and Sri Lanka. There's some things that you've told me where I'm like, I feel like I knew you and who are you? <laughs> like, what? You told me that you were going to have somebody you met when you were in... Iceland. Uh, Iceland. Mm-hmm. You met this man, we'll call him. We'll call him a man. <laughs> I was going to say, what should we, should we say use his real name? No. <laughs> we'll call him Lance. <laughs> Dead. Okay, so you met this man in Iceland, and you, like, really, like, you guys connected. He yeah. He was a, an adventure photographer. Yeah. You have such adventure vibes, and he was mentioning wanting to come to California, and you guys had kept up on WhatsApp and, like, kind of chatted, right? Yeah, yeah. We've been Sorry, talking quite a bit. For no, no, you this is perfect. It. Okay. No, it's it's accurate. And, like, we were, we hit it off. It was, like, my last night in Iceland, or I had, like, one, I had, like, less than 48 hours to, like, get to know him, and... We kept in touch after, and we had talked about, like, meeting up somewhere on the other side of the world, and he'd never been to California, so he wanted to come here, and yeah. And Alice agreed that the day she got back from Sri Lanka— Oh, I met him at LAX. Yeah, you were going to meet him He was him landing at LAX. from— You guys were like, landing, like, at the same— The Philippines or something, yeah. and I was coming from Sri Lanka, and I'm just like, yeah, adventure, let's do it. No time to myself like, we're going to meet up the day I get home, and we're, he's going to stay for a month, and we're going to do a road trip around California, and I was just, wow. You and everyone else in my life. We're just, just like, like, what? what? Which, honestly, first off, I'm a huge romantic and I love love. So I thought this was like Alice's grand love and I wasn't about to shut that down. I was like, do it, girl. Like, if it feels right to you. But in my head, I was like, I don't see this going well in my mind. Because first off, you're so independent first off. Yeah. And so is he. Which he realized when he got to my house. They're both independent (laughs) travelers. Like, these are people that go places by themselves. Solo travelers. Yeah. And you're coming off a retreat, which I thought, wow, that's going to be a lot just to jump back into a different life that you've never oh, experienced. Yeah. If you do a teacher training like that, you need to give yourself some some time to integrate. Yeah. yeah. And integrate even like not necessarily back to your old life, but like, yeah, life. So this is just a whole just other space. Layer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on top of this, I meet you in San Diego like a day later. <laughs> I was so I was hey, so Alice, sick. I'm going to come stay with you. And oh, you. I needed you there as a buffer so bad, though. Like, your presence is needed to carry life through. <laughs> and so was my roommates. Like, I'm dying. Why? I was I dead on the inside. You. I was I so exhausted. You. I was so happy to see you. And I was just such a lug. You guys were just, like, entertaining each other while I was asleep on the couch. Just, yeah. like, feeling like complete dirt. I just missed you. No, when you were in Sri Lanka, though, that's when I was at the gym show last year. And I remember I ate Sri Lankan food because you kept saying how good it was. And there was a Sri Lanka food truck yes. that had gluten-free oh, options. Gluten-free so vegan options at the gym show. And we ate it again this year. It's Same truck. So and I was like, yum. I make Sri Lankan curry like once a month still with the recipe that I learned in a cooking class there. make it for me. It's so good. I will. Yeah. Ah, so good. Gluten-free life. So uh, I went to San Diego right away to see her. I was like, I'm coming down. And I remember you were so exhausted. And I, um, I'm not like a body worker or anything like that, but I've been trying to get more in tune with that. And I remember just feeling over your back. It was so hot, mm. like right at your kidneys. And I like, life force a, energy. I was doing the sound bowl over yeah. you. I just got my sound bowl and I was moving it, and we would get to your kidneys. It would like I remember dim. that. Remember yeah. the sound would just go away. Yeah, it was nuts. That's crazy. I do remember that. Yeah. So you were really depleted, and um, I had really wanted to go take you to this movie because I thought it was so cool. <laughs> this Thank was you so for the twenty dollar nap, <laughs> Alice. Like in the middle of the movie, <laughs> I, can't. I can't. It was pouring rain out too. Like, She's, what were we doing out of the house? I don't know. And I like, 
I, I know you love coffee. So I'm like, let's get a coffee, which was like the worst idea when you're like that exhausted and your kidneys are literally screaming at you. <laughs> so I, Prop me up and send me to the theater. <laughs> and like, because it was kind of awkward with the man. We there, needed to entertain needed, him. Yeah, he was we, just sitting at home watching me be sick. We needed entertainment. So I'm like, let's go to this movie, Annihilation, which if you guys haven't seen Annihilation, watch great, it. It's awesome. Great the same director that did Ex Machina, if you're familiar, but great movie, Annihilation. Anyways, so I want to show Alice this movie. I've already seen it like uh, two times probably. And we go to the theater. I give her a cup of coffee like a fourth of the way maybe into the movie. She starts kicking her shoes off. I did that? You took your shoes off and you took your sweater off because you were like, I'm so hot. Oh my hot. God. Yeah I, yeah. I had a faint spell. You I were, was. Oh yeah. You were so hot and you were like Jesus. taking your shoes off, taking your sweater off. Like and I was animal. like, are you okay? You're like, yeah, I'm just a little hot. <laughs> and then. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's getting warm right now thinking about it. <laughs> no, I just remembered then out of nowhere, we were like in the back row of the front section of the theater. So there's like a, a walkway behind us. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm not going to make it through the story. And you just, like, were frantically looking for your shoes to put back on. <laughs> this has happened to me in an airplane, too. I think that's why I'm laughing so hard. It's just, like, such a real feeling. I feel like it's just your body being like, no. Get me out of here. Like, your body's like, like this absolutely is not. not. And Annihilation is a very, like, insane, visually stimulating intense, movie. Yeah. So I think it was really intense for you, and the, too. the noise. The, the noise is yeah. very loud. You were like straight out a of sensitive like being, island I guess. inner life. Yeah. No, you were like in this insane different yeah. place, and I'm like, let's throw you into society's yeah. like nut, like whack annihilation. So literally, funny. the name annihilation, and you couldn't get your shoes, and finally you just left without them, and you went out, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I was like, I have to go check on her, and your guy friend was sitting next to me, and he was just like, okay, and I was like, dude, I feel like, like you I want to enjoy the movie though. No. Yeah, and no. then we go out, and I go out into the hallway. In his were, defense, I don't want, I don't no, want you didn't like a show or assistant. No, like, yeah, you but, wanted the space, yeah. but you were like laying outside the door and I was so scared, but you were like, I'm fine. I'm just like faint. I just need to be right here. Yeah. You're like, I just want to be here right now. I remember you saying that. And I was like, okay, I sat with you for a little bit and then we went back in and you just napped the rest of the movie. I was like, <laughs> had to sleep it off. You need to. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was like, let's go, let's leave. And he was just like, is she okay? <laughs> I was like, are you okay? Like what? Like, let's this- leave. Not that common of a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Fainting. And then I remember we were leaving. I'm just going to finish telling this story because it was such a fucking show. It was funny. Yeah, it really was. I mean, mean, I'm sorry. I I hated that you're going through it. But then we, the movie's over and we go to leave and we cannot find our car for the life of us. Oh, no, we couldn't. It took us forever. It's um, in. Yeah. And then we finally were like, okay, let's order food. And then that was a horror deal to like get us food. It was like a three hour journey home. It felt like. Yeah, it was Anyways, so, sorry, so I just had to pause at that, like, crazy, yeah. like, why did I choose to, why did we yeah. go to a movie? Like, so I could kick my shoes off and feel like I'm home <laughs> on the island again. <laughs> I don't like shoes, it's true. Oh, it's true, it's true. Oh, God. So, anyways, after that, um, you did end up going on a few road trips with him, We correct? went on, we went on a really, a good road trip. We went, it was, like, seven days, he kind of, like combined and condensed um yeah because i i kind of realized that i needed to be spending more time teaching after not being here for almost two months so i kind of yeah we hung out in san diego and then went on a road trip we went to yosemite which was really cool it was the first time i'd been there it was in the middle of march so it was Mm. snowing which was beautiful and it was i mean not like 
typically what you'd think of with Yosemite because it's more of a summertime destination, but it was just really serene. And then we went all the way up to Lake Tahoe and then came back down uh, Route 395. And that was the star of the show. Route 395 from Tahoe to Death Valley is like California at its finest. So cool. That was a really, really good time. That was the highlight of our our month together for sure. <laughs> did it end up being a full month or did you cut it? He short? left after three weeks because he wanted to go to like Utah and yeah, do more. He'd never really been to the US before. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to see a lot more than I was really and you wanted to willing to do. Yeah. It's kind of like online. we weren't hitting it off like we thought we might. And so I was just, you know, let him kind of do his thing on that second trip. I love and he went to so many places that I still haven't been to and I'm very jealous of, but I just yeah, yeah. was not in a space to be able to do it. Yeah. So then after that, then you went back into full-time teaching and then you were leading the grace retreat. Yeah. Like right after that. Yeah. Yep. That just sounds like you did not take any sort of break no. to recla- no, recalibrate. No, I didn't. I didn't. Wow. I learned though. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I didn't think I really like needed space. Like I... I think when I was younger, I used to thrive in that kind of like go, go, go pace. But I think I also it was daunting knowing what I what my lineup of the beginning of the year was. So I think I like freaked myself out before and that kind of, you know, led me to feeling maybe even more depleted, just Mm -hmm. bringing so much awareness to it and just knowing that like there's a lot of things that I have to do. (laughs) So then when you got back from Greece, um, what kind of unfolded Mm. then? Well, I decided to move out of the home I was sharing with two other yogis. And I also kind of started deciding I wanted to change a lot about my life. Um, Yeah, so the timing of everything. My dog was getting surgery. Um, It's really kind of in a space where I knew I didn't want to teach 15 public yoga classes a week anymore. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of hit the reset button. I, I had something planned in August in San Diego, a, a day-long kind of workshop retreat um, up in Encinitas and executed on that. It was... Oh, yeah, I came. Yeah, you came. You I was a special were guest. A really, you held space really awesome for people there. It was oh, really cool. You. Yeah, people learned a lot from you. You were definitely... A big highlight of that event. Oh. I was so excited to feel. That's like the only thing we've it's done together. It's crazy. It's the only thing we've done together. And it was Stay awesome. So Alice, <laughs> it was a um, chakra balancing workshop day. Yeah. Everything was revolved around it. I brought in crystals and talked yeah. about how the crystals integrate. And you guys did a vision boarding. Yeah. And that was my first vision board. Still have it hanging up in the kitchen. I saw that. Yeah. It looks good. I love um, it. Yeah. And that was like a really magical day. But that was kind of like when you were like, okay, this is my last. Like- yeah. It definitely, I my energy shifted, I think. Um, and I think it all started in Sri Lanka with just being so immersed in yoga and in real yoga. Real yoga, the lifestyle, the culture. Um, you know, in the East, it's not India, but it's certainly not California. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that marked the beginning of a shift and I really didn't have time to feel what was shifting inside of me until I got back from Greece and I was just, yeah, I came back early from Greece, which is very uncharacteristic of me. And it's just, I was in a space where I was like, okay, this isn't working. <laughs> what I'm doing isn't working and what needs to change? And yeah, it's been... That was eight months ago, and I feel like I'm kind of 
I'm emerging on yeah. the other side now. But I I'm, it. yeah, it's definitely been a, a solid amount of time of just trying to be patient with myself while I figure out like what I do want. It's like I'm, I've identified what's not working. <laughs> I got so emotional over here. I'm like crying, Aww. you guys. Just hearing you talk about like finally having the clarity to be like, this isn't working. I'm going to yeah, make a change. Yeah, it's so it's, scary to say it's that. It's scary and it's really like, it takes Especially a lot. Especially like your late to, 20s. To it's like, admit oh. that, to be like, hey, this isn't working and I'm going to Especially do as a yoga best. teacher. And it's I'm like, just proud of you for doing oh, that. I love you. Seriously, <laughs> I need to hear stuff like that because I... It's really hard to change like what you perceive as your identity. And especially mm -hmm. I think something like a yoga teacher, it's like that was my dream, like mm -hmm. leading retreats and all of it. And it's I mean, it's all it's beautiful. I mean, the more yoga, the more travel, the more retreats, the more people take time for themselves, the better. But I just started getting into a place where I was not feeling like it was lining up with like my my use of energy and to be able to back away from it, I think is one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I'm slowly backing away from it, but it's hard. Like I don't want to peel away that identity. Yeah. I like I like how it sounds. Yeah. In execution, it's very challenging. I think that it takes so much um, to listen to your true self and your mm -hmm. highest self to be mm -hmm. like, this isn't what's serving mm -hmm. me right now and yeah. I need to make a change. And I can still have like, my practice and all and share yoga yeah. without needing to be in a, a public studio you know x amount of times a week exposing you know myself and my energy mm -hmm. to so much um so yeah it's definitely it's been the hardest shift i think in my adult life to like watch my dream change in such a drastic way it's like, turns out the dream is to be financially stable for me. <laughs> yeah, to be financially stable and to spend more of your energy, like, on myself, inward mm -hmm. and like really embodying mm -hmm. the teachings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. We were talking right before um, earlier, we were pulling cards. It's the full moon, full moon mm. yesterday. We were pulling cards and kind of talking about this. And I really did have a moment of clarity of like, I do love that. Um, Yoga is so accessible here in Southern California. It's great. It's everything. But as far as someone like teaching, it's not really like the world's not that kind and set up yet for like teachers yeah. to be supported. Yeah. And uh, in the hard. way they need to be supported. Yeah. Um, and with the focus of what most people perceive yoga as, it's just so different if you're trying to go in and be like, but I really want to embody these like the true, true mm -hmm. teachings and not just in like fitness or mm -hmm. not just like a workout that yeah. you need to go to or, you know, a little and one hour. It's hard because I love that too, you know? It is, it's, yeah, it's great. But I, yeah, I feel like I'm, I don't want to just move bodies through space, which I feel like in a 60 minute class, mm -hmm. it's hard to do more than that when people come to kind of sweat and move. I wish I could spend the first 20 minutes of class like reading an excerpt of you know whatever book I'm reading or sharing just sharing something about the practice and being a for true sure. channel for a yoga related topic or you know I just yeah I think there's my practice not is only are you seeing a shift in you but I think it's um kind of like a microcosm of a shift that's probably mm. going to happen I mm. hope yeah. On more of like a whole, and I hate calling it an industry, but like it is. Yeah, the scale of yeah. it, and um, yeah, I mean, really, I think people want more. 
First off, if you're not a teacher in any way, shape, or form, try to put yourself in the shoes of leading bodies through space for, you were teaching 90-minute classes too, right? Or were they just I wish, hour? no. Most they were just 60 hour. or 75, yeah. Oh, 75, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. So you're doing some 75, but put yourself in the space of, and all of her classes were hot. Yeah. Heated yeah, classes. physically San that Diego is just a lot. Heat. Oh, and I do too, yeah. but like four times a day, I was like, oh, and in I don't the think dead of summer. Yeah, <laughs> in the dead of summer, yeah. you're still doing it. I love hot yoga, but I usually enjoy it like right now in the winter yeah. time. Yeah, but hot classes, moving bodies through space, like thirty bodies. four or so a day yeah. or more, right? Yeah, and wow, I just can't imagine even feeling like you have any time. And then on top of that financially it's not supporting you the way it needs mm-hmm. to i think for so the cost yeah. of living here is insane and it, like the scalability of it i mm-hmm. think is where i really started more. to wake up it's like the only way to make more money is yes adding private clients or workshops or more classes but at the end of the day it's expending more time and energy is the way to make more money and so i think that that internal shift is kind of what really started me making me think this isn't sustainable for me. Not that it's not for, there are people that thrive teaching full-time and it is exactly what they should be doing. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was for a little while and it had a shelf life and now I, I need something different, but I think it's, yeah. So you've spent these last eight months scaling back your classes. You currently Mm -hmm. teach four a week. Yeah. Gone from like, yeah, 15 to four. In the yeah. past year. For a week, if you, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, if you want to catch her, she teaches at <laughs> ND Yoga and OB in Ocean yep. Beach and Spirit Yoga Studios in Sandy in Pacific Beach. Um, and you teach on Mondays and Thursdays. Yep. 9 a.m. <laughs> and 5.30. Yeah. Come, come and find me while I I'm I love around. it. Mine's Monday 9.30 <laughs> and I feel like we're both just like leading at the same time. I love that. I do. I do too. Yeah. It's awesome. It helps on, on Sundays when I'm class planning. Yeah. To know that you are too. Except yeah. for when you keep traveling and make me class plan by myself. <laughs> I know. I know. We, I copied Alice as so she was doing this manifestation root um, chakra class series, working from the crown down to the root. And I like was like, that's a great idea. I'm going to do it too. Because theming your class is so like. Oh, it's it, so nice as a oh, teacher it's and great. for student retention. And yeah. It's, and to like actually nice. work longer than 60 minutes. Like it really does evolve to mm-hmm. the next class, to the next mm-hmm. class. So I. <clears throat> Definitely copied her, and we've no, planned we on Sundays worked it together. together. You've given me so many good ideas. Oh, but we would we would like legit Facetime and like do series together. I it was love awesome. it. It was good. But then yeah, once we got time to like the heart, I like had to travel, and then now I've traveled again. So you're done already. I'm working on the sacral. Chart got our last two root week. classes tomorrow. Yeah, done. But time this comes out. <laughs> oh wait, you still have the root today. Well, I have yeah classes tomorrow. Oh Thursday. I'm in the middle of I have root no week. No clue what day of the week it is. It's I'm not like, the weekend. I thought it was Sunday? too. When okay. You're saying that I was like maybe we can class plan tomorrow Sunday. It's not Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the reasons why she wanted to lead this is because you're getting back on the retreat course. You're gonna lead another retreat very soon. Yeah, it's um, coming right up. Alice met Farah in Sri Lanka. She was one of your other trainees with mm-hmm. you. Uh, and we all got to spend time together. It was fun. That was, oh, seeing you so two get visited, along so well. Yeah. Yeah. Farah visited LA for a little bit and Alice came up and we all got to hang out. It was amazing. But Such good times. They planned a retreat in Morocco. Yeah. So Farah and I met, I was the first person that she met in Sri Lanka. She, <laughs> I don't even know if you know this story. She was like trapped in the Sri Lanka airport for almost 48 hours because of her visa situation. 
And yeah, so she she got to training a little bit late and we were supposed to be observing silence in the morning and she had no idea. So she comes and sits down and is her bubbly self chatting up a storm. And I'm like, oh my God, I love this girl, but I have to tell her to be quiet. <laughs> so I was like, hey, we're not supposed to talk in the morning. It's like, I can't wait to get to know you. And we were just fast friends. She's soul sister from across the world. She's from Cairo or teaches in, in Cairo. And her journey of through yoga is just so different from mine. And I think it's really cool. Um, like yoga in Egypt isn't that big. And she is really helping to bring the practice to her country, which is so cool. She's got a background in uh, personal training. She's a craft, CrossFit trainer. So she really like the the level at which she was really wanting to absorb information in Sri Lanka was so inspiring to me. She was just putting in so much time like I'd be headphones in listening to a podcast after after training and she was up until 11 o'clock just learning her Sanskrit and really making sure that what she was bringing is is true. And I we decided that we wanted to lead something together at some point and then kind of didn't really talk much more about it. And then she planned a trip out to California and that's when we started planning Morocco. And now it's coming up in a couple of weeks. Good yeah, luck. when are the dates? March 30th through April 6th. March 30th through April 6th. Again. Marrakesh. Another one that I'm like. You're coming, right? <laughs> if for, oh my God, they I want a lot of crystals yes. there. Oh my God, I know you guys. All of, our of are from <laughs> all of our selenites from Morocco and the guys that I bought it from. I just happened to be like, my friend's leading retreat there. And he like wanted, he was like, here's my phone number. Like, oh, oh my God. I mean. Five weeks to get yourself there. Can I go to the Selenite mine? Yes. <laughs> I'll speak for him. No, before every one of your retreats, I'm always like, there's a chance that I can say yes and do this. Um, and there always is a chance. I'm never saying no, I'm not going. But right Morocco, now feels... though. When is the next opportunity going to come for Morocco? Morocco does sound incredible. It's going to be a cultural experience. So the retreat sure. is called Colors of Morocco. It's called it's, Colors of Morocco, and it's a chakra-based retreat. So every it's a seven-day retreat, and every single day we'll focus on a new chakra. And all of our activities, workshops, classes, meditations will correspond. So it's going to be a really, really special integrated experience. If you're not familiar with the chakra system, um, there are energy centers in your body. There's more than seven. There's some above you, below you, all over. There's, I don't even, do you know the actual number that people 114. say? 114. Yeah. So there's lots more chakras than just the seven <laughs> that people focus on, but the main seven in your body from your root to your crown um, is what most people focus on. And they all work together. There's no way to really single them out, but the more balance you can bring to each one, the more like alignment. Yeah. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it, just realizing that they're constantly changing and mm -hmm. in a constant state of balance with one another. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely do say I want to come, but we'll see. Put it out there. I'm putting it out there. If it's meant to be, it'll call be. It I'll call it in. Um, but yeah, that's coming up really soon. Five weeks away. Uh, what other type of... Um, things revolve around the retreat like do you have any activities you can share that you guys are gonna do yeah so we'll be doing a moroccan cooking class i'm oh. so excited all the spices uh we'll be going on a hike in the atlas mountains and going to see a local argan oil co-op it's women run 
So that'll be really unique experience. Um, we are going into the Medina and we have a guided tour of like the main Medina where it's chaotic. There's no way to describe it, but I'll, I'll have photos. <laughs> um, but it's like the local market and it's uh, crazy by day, even crazier by night. But we'll have a guided tour to kind of go around to all of the carpet souks and all the different shops that sell lighting and spices and all the things that Morocco is so famous for. Um, and then we will also have an opportunity to partner with a local organization to lead a workshop for some young Moroccan girls. It's led toward empowerment. I love yeah. that. I don't think I knew about that. Oh, and we're getting, one. oh my gosh, the party at the end of it on our last day. We're having, well, we're getting Moroccan spa treatments, which I have heard are just like next level. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I forgot this. And then we're having a live entertainment party at the retreat center. So we'll have like a henna artist and belly dancers and all sorts of fun oh. stuff, fire tossing. Yeah, that'll You're be our, our grand finale. with each sentence. Yeah. I love spas. You're like, wait, let me get her with the spa. Right? How could I forget? So last night, Alice and I went to the Wee Spa here in Koreatown. Yes, at the Koreatown and um, <laughs> Koreatown here in Los Angeles. And if you've never been to a Korean spa, um, highly suggest you go check it out. I know it might not be for everybody because there is some nudity, but <laughs> I think like it makes me so much more comfortable in my body. Going oh, I agree this. with that. Yeah, definitely. Like, I've been. Hmm, I don't even know how many times now, definitely upwards of almost 10 times. But I feel like I feel more and more comfortable every time. Just like, wow, everybody here is so different. So different. And like, it's empowering. Yeah. I think like, it's a cool why experience. Why would we hate on our bodies at all? Yeah. It really does make me feel good. But the We Spa, the reason why it's my favorite, I've tried out a few different ones here in Los Angeles, but um, there is a wet part of the spa where it is women only. It is no clothing and you have hot tubs you have cold plunges you have this eucalyptus steam room you have a hot sauna dry heat steam room um and that's the wet part and then they give you really cute khaki shorts so cute <laughs> <laughs> they give you some khaki shorts and a yellow t-shirt um to wear for the upper part called the gym how am i gonna say that? What, how do you pronounce the mm. word? Jimbo I've always Jenga. just kind of said it in my head. I've yeah, never said it out loud. <laughs> I haven't either. Okay, starts well, with a J. A, Lots of J's. There's a co-ed section on the third floor, and it has um, a clay ball sauna where there's little clay balls that you can lay in. It's my favorite. Super cozy and comfy. Um, a salt room, pink salt room, a jade room, which we didn't go into yesterday. No, because we started. Yeah. Warmer. Yeah. So each one. one's a different temperature. And then I don't remember the name of the hot, hot, hot Starts room. with a B. Yeah, it's like it's a like dome. 200 degrees. Yeah, like 190 something. And then there's a cold, um, like freezer too. So you go back and forth from cold to hot, cold to hot, cold to hot. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So good. And then the floors are heated. You can take a nap. There's a little Korean restaurant inside if you want to eat food. I've actually never eaten there, but I've heard it's really, really good. And then we didn't go up to the roof. There's apparently like a whole rooftop. We've never gone up to the roof. It's technically like a smoking area, but we've never oh. gone up there. Huh. So we should have gone there. But yeah. And you can get your car detailed while you're getting your spa treatment. It's only 20. I'm like giving an ad to we right? spa, but I am a <laughs> No, it's great supporter. though. It's I awesome. really, I like it more every time we go. I love it. Yeah. You can get your car detailed while you're getting detailed. And it's like <laughs> you come out and you're like, who so am fresh, I? So clean, I've spent clean. like 50 bucks and I'm like, yeah. 
living my Balling dream a budget life for sure. right now. Yeah, it's great. And you can get treatments done. I've only gotten one massage there before, but it's really cool. They like wash your hair. Like it's really traditional. It's cool. Cucumber, there's some sort of cucumber on my face and they washed my hair. It was nuts. Yeah. You're I on like, like it a, there. yeah. It's more relaxed than other ones that we've gone to together too. Yeah. And it, it is like clean and big and nice, but it doesn't feel like, I don't know, too like bougie. No. It feels no. very casual. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's a good spot. Casual but clean. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, spa life. I was so stoked. So Alice just surprised me and came up here yesterday. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to come up. We should go shopping. We should go to spa. And I was like, oh, you're answering <laughs> prayers. I didn't even know I was Mid-week praying. Midweek prayers. This is amazing. <laughs> it was so good. And it's the full moon. Then I got even more excited when I realized that. Love it. So we did a little full moon journaling, um, set some intentions. And do you want to share any of yours? Do you want to share your clarity or mm. do you want to keep them sacred? Clarity's still coming Clarity. every day. Yeah. Which I think is the clarity that it's like it's going to keep unfolding and showing itself to me. But I love that. Yeah. Lots of things are on the horizon. I feel like my patience is beginning to lead to somewhere. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to not be attached to what's next and have the mindset be the intention. I love that. Yeah. Thanks to you for helping me to see the bright side of the cards. <laughs> I hate tarot. I love tarot. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, we pulled the cards um, and it's so funny because mine are the same cards that have been coming up all year. Work-life balance, Trust your intuition. Mm. Two of Pentacles follow me around for life this year, like literally since the new year. If you guys listen to the tarot podcast with Jordan, that's the card I pulled in the podcast. I pulled it this morning. Telling again. You it's a constant work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. I think work life balance, though, which I was saying this to Alice yesterday, like it's not like you don't have to conform to any ideas on what work life balance means in our society. Like that doesn't mean like, oh, I'm going to work 40 hours a week. I'm going to set these specific hours and then I'm going to not work. Like that's not going to work for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be balanced to Especially me. when like work is your life. Yeah, it's all kind of one life. and the same. So, it's... so I think it's going to be a daily practice for me to keep in check. Like am I giving myself what I need? Mm-hmm. Am I listening? Do I have the space to do this? Is this a true yes in my body mm-hmm. or is this a no? And I think, yeah, I'm excited that I'm having a little bit more clarity that it's not going to be a normal like thing that I consider normal or that society would deem yeah. like a normal work-life balance. Balance is different for all of us, for yeah. sure. And, and like clarity obviously in your body. I put so much into the business and I put stuff back in, but I think there's something to say that like I can support myself a little bit better than I have been. Like, And just like not, yeah. recognizing efficiencies to like be able to easier yes, balance yourself. Yeah, too. yeah. Like what are the effective things that makes you work smart? One thing we didn't mention in all of this, that Alice, her journey, she's also been helping me with Moon Body Soul like every <laughs> fucking step of the way. Mm, oh. Like all of it. For real. Oh. For real. Alice has helped me in almost every single aspect of the company. Um, and then here lately, she's been helping me like write all the blogs that you'll see on there. She's either co-written them with me or like directly written out it. And I've just done like edits. And yeah, it's been awesome. I think it's yeah, it's really cool to get to write together again in like yeah. the, a different capacity than it was a few years ago. Yeah. More of like what we want to what, share for sure. Yeah. Truly what we want to share. Yeah. And Truly just, 
we've always had that like relationship of like, okay, check my work. Okay, I need eyes on this. And I yeah. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but she's helped me with all of that. And I just love, I feel like you like help me stay like aligned in that way. So, oh, this is a great next transition. Um, I bring a crystal into the room for every guest to kind of add in crystals to the podcast and let you guys know a little bit more about each stone. And the crystal that I think embodies Alice or our relationship or this moment in time right now is pink halite, mm. which is in the room with us, which is so special because we mined these. We, might, we pulled these out of the ground. We pulled these out of, out of the ground together in October. So cool. Yeah. When I was like thinking, we decided we we're going to come in here and record this morning. I'm like, oh my God, what crystal is Alice? I feel like she's so, so hard to nail down. <laughs> and then the more I thought about it, I was like, wait. Like our relationship to me is pink halite. It mm. resets your aura. It re helps your heart speak your mind. It's like every reason why I'm like, I need to call Alice. I, and talk oh, to her. I love that. <laughs> I was like, why, I, I know we mined this together, but why did you bring it in? And that is so perfect. That is and it. so beautiful. It is. It and is. it's a salt crystal, so it's very cleansing. Mm. It's ever changing. It like regenerates itself. That's you. You cleanse my heart. Oh, Seriously. So many feels. So many feels. Um, but yeah, the pink halite, it is I beautiful. It. And it also is connected to your meridian system. I totally suggest do not do this if you are pregnant. I've read. But if you're not pregnant, place it on your belly button and do a little meditation. Whenever anybody comes into my home, I make them do it. This is true. I really do. I'm like, <laughs> lay down. Tell me what you feel. <laughs> um <laughs> I did. Uh, so you you put it on your belly, though, and I've heard so many different things, but almost everybody has, like, unless they're just trying to appease me, felt <laughs> something crazy, and they can't describe it and put it into words, but they'll try their best. Um, I feel like an inner locking or something in my belly. Like, it's nuts. I do it I just every... feel movement. Like, I feel like there's like, things cleansing and moving. Yeah, I do it every time that I'm... Um, like having a stomach ache mm. or yeah, I actually should do it for my cramps right now. But it's a very like fragile yet strong crystal. It's very interesting. And it forms, energy is really strong. Oh, it's so mm -hmm. strong. Super strong. It's energy. We have so much salt in our bodies or I do what it not is, but know, it has but a very I, powerful energy. Super duper powerful, yet so fragile, so beautiful and pink. Um, so many different shades. Some of them are super wine burgundy. Some are very light pale pink. Um, and then it forms in these cubic uh, crystal formations. So really beautiful, like square crystals. And yeah, should we talk about the mining trip? You guys can read a blog about it, but like we should talk about it because it was fun. That was such an experience. It was so cool. It was my first time mining. So first off, I will say that Yes, keep following signs. You guys keep listening because I feel like this was given to me like my like I just feel like this whole situation was just like I was meant to hear about this mining thing and take you and we were supposed to go because Bentley and I were up in Northern California for his job and I just happened to see that there was a gym show happening in Carmel, which Carmel's a very tiny like Carmel yeah, Valley. That's like how that super, all started. Yeah. And it said that it was a gym show that's been there for years and blah, blah, blah. And I asked Bentley, I'm like, hey, can we stop by this gym show? I would love to see it. And then little do I know, it's more of like a showing of different people's collections. There were some buying, but it was mm. tiny, tiny, tiny. It was at the Carmel Fair Fairgrounds. Um, just like one room, super tiny, a hilarious uh, showing of like, oh, I say hilarious because there were really funny signs. Like people were like making jokes about like whatever they're um collections were and then I come across this booth that actually is selling stuff and he has a box of pink halite and I 
instantly. Like I'd seen this stone before. I never owned it. I've never sold it, but it just looked so beautiful. And I said, can I buy this whole box from you? And he said, yeah, sure, of course. And I said, thank you so much. Like, where did you get this? And he said, I mined it myself in, here in California. And I said, oh my gosh, where? Like, I love mining. Like, where is this? And he told me all of the info. He said, it happens every October, first week of October. You can go mine. Here's the name of the website. Like, go look it up. Literally, like, three weeks before. Yeah. Like, it felt the so timing, strongly. crazy. So I buy, this is the only thing I buy at the show. I buy a whole box of pink Halo. I come out and I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I texted you, texted my mom and my sisters. I was like, you guys, I'm going mining for pink Halo this date. Can you come? Like, we're doing it. And Alice is the one that was like, yes, totally. Let's go. So fun. You did pull me out of the lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so first off, this is in the middle of nowhere, like northeast of, of Los Angeles. Like we didn't even realize where it was at when people were asking where we were going. I we, had no idea where we were like, going. Maybe like Bakersfield. Area? I don't know. <laughs> no, we didn't even go through Bakersfield. <laughs> I was like, we're going to Bakersfield. No. And the map's like, no, you're not. You're going like this place you've never, ever been. Searles Cirrus, Lake. Searles Lake, I think Cirrus is how you say Lake. it. Yeah. Um, And I forget the other name of that region because... Uh, my friend Lexi was also Trona. talking about being there. Trona, that's what she was. And the Trona about. Pinnacles are there, right there too. Next year, we gotta oh, go. Yes. They're really cool formations. That's out what of the I ground. think she was asking. Yeah, she was like, "You've been." To I heard Trona, about them like right after I we said, left. Trona is where we right. went mining. So we found a little Airbnb in the area. Um, such a good little retreat. We had both our little doggies. The people that owned the house were so nice. We're like, we're gonna be mining the next day. Like, can we leave our dogs? Are you okay with that? totally cool gave us late checkout like it was so perfect so we wake up at we got there late at night we did yoga we made a meal did we cook spaghetti squash oh yeah we cooked <laughs> spaghetti squash we did some yoga we did some meditation before and then we woke up at like sunrise walked our doggies through desert, the desert sunrise oh so pretty so beautiful get in the car and it was like 45 like there's nowhere to stay near Silas Lake. no like yeah we all. had to drive so we had to drive like 45 minutes to an hour to get, I think it took us 45 minutes probably Yeah, to get right. there to Gemorama. And oh my gosh, you guys, the people that come out for this event, it was quite interesting. So we get there, there is like a little mini gem show going on. We did meet some really cool people. I met this guy yeah. in charge of like the science mineral place yeah, here he was in nice. LA. I hope I took a photo of his card because I, I think still want to go. Yeah. I think he does something here either in Topanga or Malibu where he does like weekly um, very scientific, like, gee, <laughs> why can't I talk right now? <laughs> it's fine. We're only one coffee deep. You need more. <laughs> geology? That's the word ding, I'm ding, looking ding. for. Okay, cool. <laughs> geology. Um, like, geology-based talks about different yeah, crystals and minerals, <laughs> and he had the coolest collection. Anyways, so that was all before we went out to mine, and then they say, like, okay, 9.45, or I don't even know what time, Everyone get in your car because we're going to go out in a line and we're going to drive. We're going to drive to these the salt flats and drive to where the lake is. So you get in the car and you start driving and we had the windows down and all of a sudden you are hit with the smell. It is like sulfur. Yeah. And we were like, we were trying to eat our breakfast while this was happening to like, we should really eat before we get out there. I was laughing because I like after we'd been there for like an hour, I went to go get us water and I almost missed the carpool out there. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. We had to, you had to, like, like where run. is she? I was so worried. But we finally we did make it back and we got in. We got to the carpool. And we smell this smell and we're like, wow, how are we going to handle this? Like, you get used to it. So fast. You're in it. I was shocked. Yeah. But it is like deep sulfur coming at you. Um, but 
we we made it out there. We had we had no clue where to really go. We saw the lake filled with people, and we were like, oh, we're gonna go over here, not at the lake, and like dig in the Just hard crowd salt. It. Yeah. So we dug in the hard salt. If you were watching the Instagram live video, you definitely saw us just failing pretty hard digging through the hard. Like we did it for like an hour probably. We were there for a while. Yeah. yeah. And then this man comes up as we're on live video and he's like, <laughs> uh, do you guys want some help? We're like, yeah. He's like, you should go to the lake. You should go where everyone else is. We're like over there where everyone <laughs> is? He's like, yeah. And I go, it's your one job to come out and find the people by themselves and tell them to go to the lake. He's like, pretty much. Uh-huh. You ain't going to find <laughs> nothing here. <laughs> So we go over to the lake and we're like, wow, people are like really waiting in there. And so we go ahead and get in. And first off, it's crazy because it's dark, briny pool. And so it's dark, dark, like red wine that you're, it looks like blood. Like it's just a blood pool. And you're just walking in. You can't see footing at all. There'll be just random drop-offs. And people have like axes and like ice picks that they're just jamming underneath, not looking and like working together in teams. And we met this um, guy that kind of told us how to do it. It was super nice of him. Yeah, he was, he was we cool. were next to him and he was just pulling out huge. Oh, yeah. And finally we're like, please. And everything was crumbling help for us. <laughs> yeah. But basically, you like working with the team because someone hits the top of the ledge. So you look for one of those ledges. Somebody hits from the top and someone catches from the bottom. And then you start pulling out these crazy. You kind of like feel the shape of it underneath. Like if you're onto something good. Yeah. Something that's like got a formation. But we like we had gloves on, but they weren't very long. Like I'm trying to think of ways we can improve this next year. But I was just cut up and the brine is so salty and so burns you. And it was just a crazy experience. So many people. It's only one weekend out of the year. Yeah, it was. It was chaotic a little bit. It was quite chaotic. And I mean, was, we had a good time, but it was there was a lot going on. A lot going <laughs> on, a lot of different types of people. And then the people running it, it was really organized. I will say that they did have a lot of people working it. So that was cool. But it was also like trying to herd cats. Like they had yeah. someone on the, on the megaphone. Like, <laughs> Quit swimming in the brine. There is no swimming. Don't go underwater. Like... It was crazy. We're like, who are they yelling at? at? We kept looking around. Like like everyone was in like an equal amount. (laughs) We thought. (laughs) Who's swimming right now? There's a lifeguard at the brine pool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, we like filled up a ton. I have so much still, you guys. I'm going to start listening it again. I don't know why I've stopped. I just love it all so much. So I have lots. It looks really good in your home. I do love it. Um, But don't worry too. So like I did mention it's sulfur. It smells a little, but it does not smell once you have it out. Like if I did, my whole house would reek. No, Um, it doesn't smell at all. Someone did reach out that just bought one and they're like, oh my God, it has like a smell to it. And I think it's because it's been packaged up. Like we tight, we really tightly wrap them. So when you open it, it might, but don't worry, it airs out. They are super duper fragile, though, like I said. So even if you live in high humidity, um, it can sometimes affect the crystal. So if you do, you can always put it in like a little casing with one of those little, um, what are those little packets? Like the humidity packets. Yeah, Yeah. that you get in like your shoes and I don't even know what else. Some snacks even have it, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other stuff that's normal for it to come in. But you can use those humidity packets and like put it in like a little casing or, yeah. You can also put it in your bathtub and take a bath with it and it'll dissolve. So up to you what you want to do with it. But I think it's one of the most powerful crystals. And I just love that story of us mining them together. It was such a fun time. I did not expect to enjoy mining so much. It's just such a grounding experience. Yeah, we had so many. And I was like, okay, Alice, you ready to go? And she was like, just, I'm going to, uh, there's just one more part. I was very close. Yeah, it's very close. I'm really close for like an hour. (laughs) Oh, so good. I like had to pull you out. Literally. Let's go. I'm so hungry. It's over now. (laughs) It was so good. It was so fun. We totally want to go back. 
totally want to go back. We even missed the first day because I didn't realize that you could. You could go earlier in the weekend, especially if you're um, a business and wanting to resell. You could go earlier. So I want to do that next year. Yeah. And they have like we also missed it the day before they do like um they show you how they dynamite out the side. Yeah. Um of the flat to like really open up that briny pool, I think is what it is. And there's other types of crystals you can get there. I'm blanking on the names, but they're also like very fragile. Like I think there's a, why am I, hankite? Is that mm. right? I don't know. I think it's hankite. It's like um, a white colored one that has like green trapped inside, I think. Okay. But there's different nice. ones you can get. Yeah. And I think that's the first day when they're showing you the mud. That's where the hankite is. But we didn't do that. So we'll definitely have to go yeah, back. Yeah, have a whole weekend about it. Yeah. Totally going back. You are you in? Oh yeah, next year? for sure. This year, this year, twenty nineteen. So many people said that they wanted to join. Like a lot of people want to do it. So we've considered doing it, but I feel like that's kind of a very intense. Lots of people. I think everyone could go on their own. For I think that so one. too. Yeah. I so think come, we'll see yeah. you there. But I don't think we're going to lead anything no, specifically. It's not. We could do a meetup and be like, hey. A meetup would be cool. It's not like a retreat environment no. at all. But speaking of retreat environment, should we let people in on our little secret? I mean, at this point, it'd be rude not to. <laughs> okay, you guys. So Alice, although she said she's like, you know, trying to work away from doing like the retreat life. Well, not really work no, away from it. Not but working away from just it. Just finding things that really align with you. Balance. I have been begging her to lead a <laughs> retreat with me. Um, my goal is to merge the two together. My love for mining and for yoga and just mindfulness. And I want to bring everybody with me to Arkansas in the Woo! fall. Yes, Arkansas Clear Courts mining trip. And there's like low key a lot to do there. There is. Outdoors. Like yeah. awesome summer destination i think yeah so i think early early fall late summer we don't want to go when it's too hot for some reason i keep going back in the dead of summer <laughs> yeah, i do not get it i go in june and july i'm like what is wrong with me it's so hard and so yeah. hot it's humid and like muggy and hard so i'm not doing that this year i'm gonna go in the spring and we're gonna scout it out and get all the details so stay tuned um yeah the fall i think i'm ha ready to share it should we share sounds it? like it yeah, yeah. i mean it's going to happen, so why not vocalize it? Yeah, we're going to do it, you guys. So if you want to come mining with us in Arkansas, um, in Hot Springs, Hot Springs Village, we already kind of know everything we're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be really, really fun. There's a lake there. There's hot springs, literally. There's bathhouses. Um, it's going to cool be cool. Cool experience, yeah. Maybe we'll even Very have aligned. a chef with us. Like We're going to figure it out. It's yeah. going to be cool. It's going to Do it up really big cool. for sure. So stay tuned for those details. Is there anything else you want to share that we haven't touched on? That mm. I love you and I'm so yeah. proud of you. Thank like, you. are you kidding? Watching you evolve everything in for your business to just like moving out here. I just you just go after what you want. And it, I am so inspired to be your friend. I'm I'm crying again. I've been crying the whole time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like you yeah, you you keep me going, girl. You do. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy we recorded this. I am too. It's a little moment of time. I can't wait I to come know. back to it. Every conversation we have, we're like, that could have been that could have been the podcast episodes. We finally yes. did it. <laughs> yes. We, I kept saying that yesterday we were talking. I'm like, save it. Save it. <laughs> um, if you guys want to know more about Alice, uh, you can find her on Instagram at Alice underscore Zarka. Yes. Yes. 
Um, and then she's going to have, like, she's brewing some stuff up that she's brewing. not ready to share yet. Yeah. So yeah. stay tuned to that. I'm sure she'll announce it there, maybe. Yeah, things are shifting. Whatever you're doing. You can also find her website, alicesatlas.com. Yep. yep. And, yeah, stay tuned. Hopefully she even comes to this next new moon circle with me. Yes, will we be there? Hopefully. March 3rd? Hopefully. <laughs> if the stars align. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alice. I love you. I love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with Moon Body Soul. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to hear more and leave us a review. If you have any special guests or any requests that you'd like to hear on the podcast, please send us an email to hello at moonbodysoul.com.